Now today we're going to be talking about ransomware and this is not a new topic. I have spoken about this before in the show, but some new information has come out. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. Hey, it's Mark here at M3 Networks with another episode of the TechSess podcast. Ransomware payments hit a new all-time high last year. The average payment for ransomware is now reaching over £400,000 and more businesses than ever actually paid to get their data back. And why is this? Why can't businesses just recover from a backup? Well, they can, but the problem is that a lot of ransomware now is what we call a double extortion kind of method where not only will they ask for a ransom to get access to your data, they will also ask for a ransom to not leak your data on the dark web. Of course, if they leak your data on the dark web, then in the UK, you could be subject to further investigations and fines from the Information Commissioner's Office, the ICO. And of course, you could be fined there. And that is another payment that you might have to make. So a lot of businesses are paying up to prevent their data from being leaked on the dark web. Now, if you're wondering if there's any particular industries that are affected more by ransomware than any others, then the answer is yes, there are. And the most common industries hit hardest by ransomware attacks last year were the professional and legal services, construction, wholesale and retail, and the healthcare and manufacturing sector. So if you're in any of those industries, then you should be paying particular attention to protecting your business from a ransomware attack. So then who is carrying out these ransomware attacks? If you're paying attention to what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia, you may have heard of a ransomware group called Conti. A Russian cybercrime group is threatening to attack anyone opposing Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Conti announced on its webpage that it would retaliate against Russia's opponents. The group has been blamed for numerous ransomware attacks in the U.S. and Europe, including attacks on more than a dozen American medical and first responder networks. And they were responsible for the most activity and they accounted for more than one in five ransomware cases in 2021. They have shown support and allegiance to Putin and the Russian government. So I mentioned about data being leaked on the dark web. So leak sites are playing a big role in getting organisations to pay these ransomware demands. And the number of victims whose data was posted on such sites rose by 85% last year and it reached over 2,500 organisations who had their data publicly leaked. And when it came to the locations of the leak site victims, of course, as you'd expect, the majority, 60%, were in America, 31% was in Europe. So a high number of businesses in the UK and Europe still being affected by these kind of attacks. Now, one thing I want to add in here is that I was at a recent event talking about cybersecurity with other IT companies and professionals. And one thing that someone raised was that because most of this ransomware is launched by companies like Conte in Russia, of course, with the sanctions placed on Russia right now, actually paying a ransom to a Russian ransomware gang may actually be illegal because with the sanctions on Russia, paying anything to a Russian company, especially when it's a criminal organization, could be problematic for you. 
And so you may find that even if you can afford to pay the ransom and that you decide to pay the ransom, then you might not actually be able to. So there's one thing to consider. So that throws another spanner of the works for businesses that are affected by ransomware. So I suppose then the question that most people will have is, what do you do about it? And like anything, we want to prevent these things from happening in the first place. So of course, there is some great advice that we can give to businesses to make sure, or at least do as much as you can to prevent something like this from happening. Now, there's no silver bullet when it comes to cybersecurity. I wish there was some sort of thing that we could do for customers that would guarantee that nothing like this would happen. But of course, that just isn't reality. So what can you do? Of course, you should have a robust backup in place. Now, backup is the number one way to recover from ransomware, because if you can recover your data from a backup, then you don't have to worry about paying a ransom to get your data back. But you do have to obviously be concerned about the data being leaked and the threat of that being leaked on the dark web. And that is where businesses are going to, you know, still find themselves in a situation where they do have to maybe pay to prevent that from happening. And the reason that happened is because a lot of businesses were getting switched on to having better backups in place. The ransomware gangs weren't making as much money. So they thought, how else are we going to get money out of our victims because if they just recover from a backup and they don't pay us then it's fruitless right so that's why they did that you have to be concerned about that but the main thing is of course getting your business back up and running and having that backup a robust backup and what i often describe as an air-gapped backup where you have to make sure that whatever backup you have in place the ransomware cannot encrypt and affect the backup either i think a lot of businesses realize when they're in that situation that the backup solution they have in place has also been affected. So effectively, they have no backup and they only realise this when they actually go to recover from it. So it's super important that you know what kind of backup you have in place before an attack happens and have confidence that this can get you back up and running as quickly as possible. Now, the next piece of advice I would give to any business out there is to get Cyber Essentials certified. Now, Cyber Essentials, if you don't know what that is, I do have podcast episodes in this. If you look way back at the beginning of TechSess, I think it was one of the first episodes I did, was talking about Cyber Essentials. I did a more recent episode bringing you up to speed on the recent changes to Cyber Essentials. But Cyber Essentials is a UK government-backed scheme. It's run by the National Cybersecurity Centre here in the UK. And it sets out five technical controls that businesses should have in place to not eliminate cyber attacks, but certainly reduce the likelihood of a cyber attack. In fact, the National Cyber Security Centre quote that cyber essentials will reduce your likelihood of a common cyber attack by as much as 80%. And I, I back that up. It will also reduce the impact of any attack as well and prevent any malware or ransomware from spreading and causing more damage. So. Of course, that's a good thing, is preventing the impact of an attack if it happens. Next on the list is to make sure that you're training your staff to be vigilant of how to spot phishing emails because the number one attack vector for a ransomware begins with an email. So, of course, if your users are spotting phishing emails, and of course, you should always have an email security filter and product in place as well, but nothing is 100% effective and things will always slip through the net so the last line of defense is your actual email users. Training staff to be vigilant and to be able to spot 
phishing emails. And of course, they're very, very good these days. It's very difficult to spot some of the best phishing emails out there. So making sure that staff have some training in place so that they can spot these things and not click because it literally, and I don't know if people believe this when I say it, but it literally only requires one user to click on one link in one email for your entire business to end up being affected by a ransomware attack. It is that easy to do. And once you've clicked, you can't just undo the click, right? Once it happens, it happens. And the thing is, I've seen some data on how quickly ransomwares take effect and the most common ones will encrypt computers in less than an hour. So if the user hasn't realised that they've actually clicked on a phishing email and they probably have not seen anything happen on their computer, you know, they click, nothing happens or they get taken to a website and they don't report it or they just carry on with their day. Within the next hour or two, then they're going to find the computer has become encrypted and then is that going to spread to other computers in the network? So these things, it's kind of like starting, you know, lighting the touch paper and it can spread very, very, very quickly across your organisation. And then on the back of that, what I would say is if anyone does click on anything, the most important thing you can do, even if you think that it was legit and you've clicked, is to report it to your IT provider. Because the sooner you tell someone, the sooner action can be taken. And then that leads me on to the final piece of advice that I have for you today, which is to ensure that you have an incident response plan in place for when an attack happens. So, of course, if you think about fire evacuation plans, you know, any hotel that you go into on the back of the door or somewhere in the room, there is a plan that says, hey, you're here. This is where you go if there's a fire. This is how we're going to get you out of the building safely. And of course, then there's muster call plans and a meet point for everyone to make sure that everyone's out of the building. So they're planning for a fire to happen. Of course, they don't want it to happen, but they're planning for what to do if and when it happens. And that's what we have to do for cyber attacks as well. We need to know what is your incident response plan for when this happens. Who's responsible for what? Who's going to do what? What actions to be placed? Who's to communicate with who? And many, many other things. And this is the kind of thing that a dedicated cybersecurity specialist can help you with. It's something that we do here at M3 Networks. All of the companies that we provide cybersecurity services to have cyber essentials in place and an incident response plan that our certified incident response handlers here and our team have worked to develop with the customer. Of course, these things are unique to each individual business. It's not an off-the-shelf template that you just take and say, hey, that's what we're going to do. It needs to be unique to your particular situation. Just to recap then, best advice I have for you is ensure that you have a robust ransomware-proof backup in place. Get Cyber Essential certified, and that's something that we can help you with if you want to reach out to have a chat about that. Train your users to be vigilant and spot phishing emails and then finally ensure you have an incident response plan in place for when an attack does happen not if but when because there's only two types of businesses out there those that have had an attack and those that will be attacked so that's all i have for you today stay safe out there have a great week in business and we'll see you in the next episode texas is an m3 networks podcast Find out more at m3networks.co.uk.